0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show.
1: Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Everybody keeps talking about the Iowa caucus, which is weird because it's kind of like talking about... I don't know, it just seems like so out of place. It's like one little snippet of information. We'll get into it, though. I also... There's a weird hole in, in a lot of the theories that people have about election fraud that I thought about over okay. the weekend that I think okay. we should talk about.
0: Because it's still going to be, it's, it's going to be, a major, it's gonna be a major talking point. It's going to be a
1: major talking point. But before we get to all of that, last hour we were talking about how the Washington State Supreme Court, not the Washington State, the U.S. Supreme, yeah. Supreme Court, think bigger, just decided to not hear Washington State's case about the Capitol Gains. Mm-hmm. And the realization was, is that basically, is that People are going to vote on this, right? It's, it's going to. It was a ballot initiative, and yes. so now people are going to vote on it. Correct. So I get this email from the Freedom Foundation, and it says uh, it's ad- 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 addressed directly to me, which is just amazing. And it says, "We live in a lawless state where the governor and state supreme court justices routinely ignore state laws and state constitution. Why is our intro music still going on, right, now? <laughs> Andrew? What's going on there?" Nothing. I'm just walking around. Okay, it's a long fade-out. But anyway, it says, uh, State Supreme Court justices routinely ignore state laws and the state constitution, said Brian Minnick, Freedom Foundation Executive Vice President. To say the least, the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to not hear the case and overturn the capital gains income tax is disappointing. Fortunately, this is not the word reg- last word regarding this illegal and unfair tax. Washington voters this fall will get the final say on the capital gains income tax issue when they have the opportunity to repeal the tax through initiative. Twenty-one oh nine. happy to coordinate a conversation for more information or commentary i got that from joey mccabe he's the media and marketing director over at the freedom foundation smart move joey Good smart call. move yeah, but get i don't yourself really, some time get here at Ky Ky yourself Radio. some time on somebody yeah. else's show i don't really want to talk about it <laughs> i'll be honest with you like to i to say this is my problem with the the language that people use we live in a lawless state where the governor and state supreme court justices routinely ignore state laws and state constitution and then he goes on to say that the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to not hear the case and overturn the capital gains income is disappointing. Let's make a connection between those two things. What he's actually saying is that we live in a lawless country where the state Supreme Court or the Supreme Court of the United States. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, no, I it's, so you. it's so frenetic. All, it's so all over the place. Where is the ire that you have for Inslee and Ferguson? Why isn't that also pointed at the Supreme Court? Shouldn't it's it's not just disappointing? You said it was lawless. You said that it was uh, that they were ignoring state laws in the state constitution. Why, where's the same ire for the people on the Supreme Court? Wouldn't you have the same amount of vitriol? In that case, or is this really just being puffed up because everyone's going to vote on it and it's probably going to get repealed? Quite frankly, with well, through twenty one oh nine. What's
0: Joey's title again?
1: This is not. That's the guy who said that was uh, what's his name, Brian Minnick. Oh, He's oh, the Freedom oh, Foundation executive. Vice oh, okay. President. I thought it was
0: the head of marketing. No, that's, Joey's head of marketing. Joey's the head of marketing. Okay, because that's what this is—is is, is a, a marketing tool. Marketing, You're completely right. right about that. It's marketing. It's puffing up.
1: Right, and I go, you know, it's it's yeah. So it it became a, a ballot initiative. And now people are going to vote on it. It's likely going to get repealed. And then we can all celebrate in the streets. Let's not get ahead of ourselves with our our outrage to the point where we we say things that are this obscene. We live in a lawless state. Really? Really? We live in a lawless state? Really? Because I see people with boots on their cars outside of my building. I see people. <laughs> is that lawless When traffic enforcement? has, I, but,
0: I get lots of notices in the mail about my wife running TV or camera red lights all the time. I, that's a, a, lawed a lawless up state.
1: state. I mean, this <laughs> seems pretty, uh, Sorry, pretty, pretty egregious thing to say a law. Really? He's firing up the voting base. It's that's a just, joke, man. It's it his just, job. I know. I understand that it's his job, but people think that this is like a legitimate way to argue or a legitimate way to have discourse and it just gets under my skin. And then to turn around and to say, oh, well, the the United States Supreme Court's decision to not hear the the case and overturn the capital gains income tax is disappointing. No, the argument would be is that they are lawless and they are ignoring the Constitution and we should be mad at the Supreme Court for not hearing it. Consistency would say so. But if you have no consistency, what do you do? This is all just like a, a campaign against Washington State, which I find to be deeply annoying. Because if you want to change people's minds, you have to talk about people in a non-reactive way. You have to talk about issues in a non-reactive way. This is what reactive leftists do, and I just go, Ugh, "Please don't do it, Freedom Foundation. Please, like, let's be just, better." Speaking to quote
0: of, the former first lady, <laughs> be, be better.
1: Speaking of, by the way, the Iowa caucuses happened yesterday and everybody was losing their minds about, oh, is Donald Trump going to win? Is it going to be Trump? Is it going to be who's going to be the one Is it going to be Nikki Haley? Is Vivek going to swoop in from behind? Is it going to be DeSantis? Who's it going to be? And according to Steve Kornacki over at MSNBC, Donald Trump came very close to a complete sweep. Complete ninety nine county sweep.
0: He won ninety eight of ninety nine right, counties, which right. would have
1: been uh, really truly amazing. Well, he was beaten by Haley in one county, right?
0: So. Uh, and Trump did his did I don't say the worst because when you win with fifty two percent, you are not doing worse than anything. But he did uh, he did worst with uh, educated Iowa voters. He did and younger Iowa voters near major uh, metropolitan uh, like universities, Iowa Iowa State, those two cities. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where Trump did the worst. Right. Um, So evangelicals and farmers is what Trump won over. Yeah. And that's, that's Trump did better with evangelicals than he did in 2016 or 2020. This go around in
1: Iowa. Which is very unsurprising because as we all know, he's a man of deeply held, deep That's why he holds the Bible upside down and backwards (laughs) and signs them and signs them because he is a man of deeply held religious conviction. He
0: he delivered. He delivered for evangelicals, three Supreme Court justices. He he delivered.
1: So uh, Vivek has decided to drop out of the race. I enjoy this so very much because Vivek, in my estimation, is uh, if I'm consistent in my philosophy, is uh, I don't like big business in politics. I think that it's gross. Vivek is a Wall Street guy. Oh, he he yeah. is a Wall Street bread and buttered guy. All of his friends are Wall Street guys. I don't like this idea that we used to say... M- money in politics is bad. Business tycoons in business is bad. And now we've kind of flipped that and we said, let's get some business tycoons in there. Right. So they, can they know cut- what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They'll, have, they'll hide their money in offshore accounts in Bermuda, <laughs> just like Vivek did. Let's get an outsider in there. Right. right. And so th- what uh, do we have this cut from Rachel Maddow? Because she was just, I am not a fan of Rachel Maddow, but she was just if. Ev- she was throwing shot. Even Ben Shapiro took a stray bullet. She was just going all <laughs> over the place. She was hating on Vivek. Well, so Chris Hayes actually had the line that made the the headline of, of this MSNBC panel. Yeah, let's polling was very consistent. The more Republicans saw of him, the less they liked him. <laughs> yeah. Brutal, right? And that's yeah. unfortunately that's also true, which is that the vast majority of Republican voters, when they looked at the things that Vivek was talking about, largely unconstitutional in many cases, anti-American. In so many cases, the policies that Vivek was putting forth are fascist policies. You're not a citizen without service. What is this? Starship troopers? You want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with you. He is is a, a person who became a naturalized citizen. He wants to take that ability away from other people. It's like Dog,
0: well, once like, you've climbed the ladder, pull it up behind you.
1: Right. It, yeah. it, to, to everything about Vivek drips of inauthenticity. It drips of marketing. It drips of the worst aspects of politics. And I'm glad that he's no longer in the race. And I'm happy for his future career as a podcaster, being that he'll have.
0: Is, I was going to ask you, is that where he, where does he, has he done politically? After this flame-out in, in presidential um, no, I mean, candidate. if
1: Trump wins, he'll probably get a seat at Trump's table. You know, he's like a little lapdog for Trump. Is he a
0: cabinet member, you think? I Trump, think so. In a Trump administration? I think so,
1: probably. Uh, if he doesn't get that, he'll get picked up by some podcast network or Newsmax, and he can go on his, like, anti-vax, you know, rants, and he can do whatever <sighs> he wants to do. Quite frankly, I've seen Vivek talk to many people, and, and what I've seen him do is this very interesting rhetorical trick where he will make allusions to shady necocracies out there, these kind of shady governments or, or someone oh, okay. pulling the strings. Oh, from, oh, oh. But, then when, but when, then when he's pushed on it and he says, when people ask, like who? He says, I can't tell you, it's one big machine. And then the interviewer will say, okay, but who is in the machine? And then he'll say, I can't go into that, it's too complex. But there is a machine. And then he'll the interviewer will say something like, but what does it do? And he says, "Well, it controls everything." That's that's not an argument. That is, you know, Christopher Hitchens had this this kind of philosophic uh, mechanism that he used. It was a rhetorical device. It's called a, uh, a Hitchens Razor, which is that which is submitted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. That is Vivek to a T. Yeah, anything that guy says, very little of it is evidence based, and so it can be removed. I'm happy he's no longer in the race.
0: I, I call it the talking in a circle, circle self fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't get why people liked him so much. I think that he's kind of seedy and gross and and, and unfit to be anywhere near levers of power. In almost every single way, shape, and form. And yet, I
0: found it to be the most Trump like of any of the other candidates. How ironic. <laughs> Right. Well, so where do his voters go in New Hampshire? Because he had eight he had percent, I think, in Iowa. Sure, right? yeah. Um, or, or no, he's he's guys. He's, he's 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 got eight percent in New Hampshire. They're going to Trump. Christie's got twelve percent mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. They'll go to
1: Haley. No, they'll go to Trump. Christie yeah. voters will not go to. No, Trump. no, I no, no, am saying. You, but you asked me about Vivek yeah, right, voters. Right, right. Vote, Vivek's will go to Trump. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Christie's twelve will go to. Will go to. Uh, or, We'll go to Haley, probably. Probably. Because DeSantis hasn't even gone to New Hampshire.
1: No, he's not going. He's he set going... up a governor's
0: office in Iowa for the last six weeks. <laughs> he ran the state of Florida from Iowa for I six know, weeks.
1: I know. It's but just now too bad he's, for DeSantis. He's already bailed
0: on New Hampshire. He's he's already going to South Carolina, which is five
1: weeks away. So multiple news outlets called the uh, caucus early in Iowa, and the other campaigns were very upset about this. It, but at the same time, you know, math and projections is a thing. And I understand that this upsets people. It upset people back in 2020. But that unfortunately, it's just as just the, there are predictions, there are polls. Right. And then you have these projections of what is going to happen based on people who have been polled on the ground in the caucuses. That's how that happens. I don't think we need to get conspiratorial about this, being that it's, you know, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: Because uh, well, they were calling with 1%. They were calling the race for Trump with one percent of the of the caucus vote counted.
1: I think it was pretty clear. It was that pretty it damn clear, pretty clear that, that as
0: with a thirty forty point lead, you're not going to blow that.
1: Right. Which brings me to my thought that I had about if Donald Trump become because right now Trump is pretty much the presumptive nominee for the GOP. Right. And oh,
0: can I give you one one stat that may undermine? I, I think you're right, but. Half the Iowa voters in the Iowa caucus voted for somebody other than Trump. Mm -hmm. This is the Iowa Republicans in a a more Republican, Republican group in the country Mm -hmm. than red, red Iowa's Republican primary caucus goers. Mm -hmm. People can't have to go out in the snow and freezing weather to vote Republican. Half of them didn't vote for Trump. Right. And a third of those that voted said if Trump gets convicted of anything, he's unfit for office. Laura so Mado
1: had something to say about that too. Actually, yeah, like are we, they're going to nominate him nationwide. Yeah, well, yeah. when well, even a third of Iowa caucus goers well, and, say no, he can't be president if he's convicted. I'm sorry, but he's going to be convicted. <laughs> well, Rachel, <laughs> yeah, that's, this is the other problem with Trump is that he will likely get convicted on one of the charges out of the multiple that's being thrown against him. Trump keeps saying that the election was stolen in 2020, right? Yeah, and every day of his life. This was my thought about, it. and there are many p- other people out there that think that this happened as well. And if it was so easy for the shady G men in the back room smoking cigars with their monocles and their the scars over their eyes, if they were able to, if they were able to do it, and it was so easy to convince everybody, and it was so easy to pull it off. Why don't they do it again? Should be even easier now with Joe Biden in office, right? They don't even have to. They don't have to. Protect. So what I'm saying is, is, that Trump says that they loaded up all the ballots and they did all the da 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 da. da. What's going to stop them? If, if this is what people really think? What's going to stop the machine, as Vivek puts it, from doing it again? People watching polls?
0: That's what Trump's calling for, poll watchers, a, right. a volunteer poll watching right. army. But you,
1: but you remember that what happened is that he's making the accusation that the votes were changed and they had ballot dumps and so on and so forth. Right. So you're telling me that people watching buildings is going to... That's going to stop the might of these shady G-men who are taking st- – if the election was stolen from him before mm-hmm. and that was the test run, you would imagine that they had worked out all the kinks and it would be even easier this time. I'm just saying it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so for all the people that are like, we need Trump back in office, and also the, I firmly believe the election was stolen from him. What's going to stop him from doing it again?
0: Uh, see, that's my greatest fear is that there's nothing that convince. Those people who believe that this is true, and you're right, it's not just Trump. It's a lot of people believe that this is true. Right. No amount of evidence, no amount of reality, will convince them otherwise. When, when Trump and his his campaign and his supporters and his allies say there's going to be, an, they're calling for a landslide victory. They're saying and
1: they're going to get it,
0: <laughs> and, and so so that anything other than a landslide victory will mean that it was stolen.
1: Yeah, and that's and the it's sad like a, that's part what say, of this. It's a
0: self-fulfilling prophecy. They're going to tell you it's a landslide, it's a landslide, it's a landslide. The only way you're going to hear it, the only way we lose is if they steal it. And then when all these baseless predictions of a landslide don't come true, then they've already pl- seeded the ground with it was stolen. I'm telling you, there's no way that the results of this next election aren't contested.
1: Well, they're going to be contested, and it's going to be the whole nine. But if you if they think that it was stolen before, then and they're going to steal it again... What do we do? That's the problem with this whole, like, the the machine is controlling everything from behind, you know, the, the wizard is behind the right. curtain type thinking, is that the, there is no, the inevitable result is that the wizard continues to control the curtain. Right. If they can delete votes and they can make new votes appear, there is no winning for former President Donald Trump. So anybody out there that thinks that, right, it just – it, the, the theory –
0: They can't – they're it, never coming back.
1: Right. I will say, though, that I have fallen in love with a new drop from former President Donald Trump. This is something that I now listen to on, on days that I feel sad because it makes me so very happy because I never thought – that the former president of the United States would ever say this phrase. Now, he, he
0: Was said, it when he said, we come, we come together? No. Left and right come together? No. Conservative and liberal come it's even,
1: together? It's even funnier than that. It was when he was gearing up for the caucus last week, Okay. and he was talking about all the cases that were coming against him, mm-hmm. and then he said, people come to me and they ask me, they say, sir, how do you put your pants on? Sir, <laughs> really sure. how do you do it? <laughs> How do you wake up in the morning and put on your pants? <laughs> and I say, well, I don't think about it too much. I don't want to think about it. Because if I think about it too much, maybe I won't want to do it. Oh my. Isn't that the greatest thing you've ever heard from a president? Sir, when you wake up in the morning how do you put on your pants? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think about it. I just put one foot in front of
1: the other. He also did this thing where so the Trump oh released this, uh, this White House Senior Living video. It's pretty much just music, right, Laura? I don't think it's an actual, like, At the- White House Senior Living, yes. our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings so what they did round the clock professional care is they just cut Biden looking very old you all, all walking, walking on the beach white house senior living where residents feel like presidents <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a great comedy It's a bit. great comedy great bit. Comedy it bit. is 30 very second funny. long
0: beautiful logo made up with Sleepy Joe's character face in. And
1: it. whoever made it, they edited it so it, that it looks like it was filmed on analog, which yeah, I it's think
0: got is, like an 80s feel to it. It, it looks it, like it was filmed on It's cable. like any
1: commercial on cable for a senior living center. It's so yeah. good. It's so funny. So he he re-truthed that and I thought that that was just so good for his campaign. I think that's going to be the angle that they take over the next Couple of months is gonna—it's gonna be Biden old. Is Biden old. Well,
0: Crooked Joe old. got you can't drop that. That's the pillar yeah. too. Crooked, Crooked Joe. All Crooked right, Crooked Joe old.
1: We'll take a really quick break when we get back. Oh yeah, COVID's going around, and you, why your negative COVID test might be less reliable in 2024. This is something that I learned last week. Is that even if you do take a test again and again and again and again and again, and it keeps coming back negative, likely you have COVID. We'll talk about it. When we get back right after this. I will be the one guy that is nice to the robot menace. Or based. Robo nanny. Got her alive. You're going to bed. (laughs) Cringer based. We analyze a cultural phenomenon. Try to determine if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I've been thinking a lot about COVID spike because I think that I had COVID last week when I was ill. And I came in to do the show anyway because I'm such a committed and dedicated employee. I came into this building basically being dragged in by a series of nurses I'd come in in on a gurney Hmm? IVs IVs (laughs) and then they would pop me up like Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs and I would be just strapped to the gurney and then I would do the show and I would crack yolks and then they would you know take me out Mm -hmm. and then I would go home and I would pass out from exhaustion with the heaviest side, with the heaviest of side, <laughs> uh, back down. Like it's... when you will, you will you by the boss office, I love this suit. So I <laughs> love this suit. <laughs> so I uh, I kept testing myself for COVID, and it kept coming back negative over and over and over and over again. And it got me thinking about now. Doctor Z thinks that I had COVID. We're going to talk to Doctor Z uh, tomorrow because I had a, a symptom of post COVID that I had never experienced before, which was quite frightening and amazing. So I showed Spike a picture of my hands on Saturday. They had swollen up, Laura. To about I looked like I had Mickey Mouse hands. If that makes sense, <laughs> I look like, like the gloves. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, It was. It's
0: kind of unsettling. The f- photos
1: you right. shared, yeah. Really, I'm really glad I don't get these right. Photos. And so I I Doctor Z, which was very difficult because you need uh, you need your digits when you're calling somebody. And I I had kind of fat man problem with my with my hand, fat, fat Boop. thumb, Boop. F- fat Boop. thumb. Yeah. And so I called Doctor Z, and and he we'll talk about that whole story tomorrow. But they got me thinking about. COVID in general, and I'm about as close to a COVID denier as somebody could get, right? but i i did it i think the lockdowns were totally necessary yeah. No.
0: i know yeah you've made it clear that, right. that we overreached and you called a lot us re, on a, lot that. Of,
1: a lot of overreactions but at the same time what i don't like is i don't go full covid denier so i don't do the thing that i see a lot of other people doing where they go it's just a sniffles it's just a cold mm-hmm. you just going to feel sick for a little bit and then you feel better and then cuz every time I've, I've had i've now had covid twice and for me for just genetically i get very very ill when i get it Okay. for an extended period of time. And so my what I think is very based is that I'm seeing a lot of articles from people who were talking about let's not overreact with COVID if it if there's an uptick this winter. Let's not get over our skis, as it were, with COVID. Okay, But what I think is cringe is when I see people who are still engaging in this kind of denialism or this idea that there are drugs out there like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin which can treat covid-19 because the data on that from almost every source that i have found is iffy at best and depends heavily on your individual genetic makeup so the idea that ivermectin as an example was a cure-all for everybody it just doesn't pan out whether it's research that was done in brazil research that was done in tel aviv research research that was done in egypt research that was done in germany research that was done in malaysia I'm not talking about just U.S. government sources. I'm talking about pulling sources from a many different places. Okay, it's iffy at best. Hydroxychloroquine is even worse. So when I look at this report that came out saying that potentially 17,000 people died from either the misuse or overuse of hydroxychloroquine, I think to myself, "There's got to be some people out there to blame." For that misinformation, it just so happens that there is a, is a physician from Idaho who has had his medical, his ability to prescribe medication revoked in Washington state because he was doing telehealth appointments and he prescribed people ivermectin during COVID. Now, I understand people not wanting to get vaxxed and I understand people not, and I, I totally get it. I don't think that they should have to, but let's not turn to things that haven't really shown any true scientific data Aggregated data across an extended time period, right? That's that, that's fair. I think that's yeah. giga cringe. Yeah. So. Um,
0: and this doctor was he was restricted from practicing in the state of Washington because he was accused and I guess, found to be spreading willfully spreading disinformation about about the products he was prescribing uh, with, with regard to ivermectin and for what was the other one? Oh,
1: hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychlor- right.
0: hydroxychloroquine. Right. Isn't uh, Paxlova? Isn't that the accepted now?
1: Paxlovid Yeah, is right. that's what treatment. my grandparents took right. when they got right. COVID over the holidays. And also, the, you know, the monoclonal antibodies that people get when they have severe cases of COVID are, have shown great efficacy. But you know, I told you guys this before, but you know what's so funny about monoclonal antibodies? You know where they come from? Where? Vaccinated rabbits. So what's so mm. funny is that the people who are still anti-vax when they go into hospitals <clears throat> and they get juiced up with monoclonal, mon- monoclonal antibodies, those are from rabbits that have been vaccinated. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's not even funny.
0: Are 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 people still not trusting the vaccine, given that's been now four years? I I, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand and respect the rush to well, market okay, arguments. I'll
1: give you an example of disinformation. The J and J vaccine was pulled for women over the age of thirty five that were taking a specific kind of hormonal birth control. Okay, because eight women ended up developing clots. I was on Twitter the other day and somebody who is I will not mention their name, but they are a very prominent commentator said every covid vaccine has been pulled from the market. And then they said J and J for causing clots. They didn't include that. The reason why is that only eight women over the, the that was the reason that it was pulled for that section of the population. They said AstraZeneca was pulled. AstraZeneca was never available in the United States. It was pulled in Europe because it didn't show any efficacy. So what happens with all the misinformation when people say, what is COVID disinformation? That is that I'm not talking about, you know, you want to have six feet of distance being garbage. I'm yeah, right there with yeah. you. But let, I'll, I'll give you another example. This same person said that there was a, a a section of vaccines that were sent back from Japan because they found metal shavings inside one of the tubes. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a thing that happened. And what they did is they kind of flipped the narrative of it and they said, there's metal shavings in these in these vaccine vials. Right. right. It was one vial out of a batch of 10,000. And because the Japanese government was so careful, they said, we're not going to go through the whole batch. Send us another one. Right. And that's the one we're going to go through. Well,
0: that's that's how you you, you spread misinformation, fear based propaganda is you have one sliver of truth.
1: A what, little what, tiny one piece metal of metal shaving truth. of truth, because right.
0: they, were, they all were pulled, J&J, all the j and J were pulled, mm-hmm. because of death. Somebody, women, there's a little truth in everything. They were all pulled in Europe. They were all in Europe. <laughs> their metal right. shavings. I was in one little batch. Right. And, and that's that blanket, you know, fear-based misinformation. It works for people. People who want to believe. Yeah. People who are having their cognitive dissonance reinforced.
1: Right. And I, I think that what happened is there was a little bit too much... There was so much government intrusion in people's lives that the reaction is now a little bit too much. Of I don't trust anything you say, right? No, of course, of regardless course. of whatever it is, absolutely
0: right? true. And I want to, I want to thank you for bearing the lead on this story. And that you came to work with, probably with COVID last week, because you kept testing negative.
1: Because I wanted to get you, everybody sick. But, well, and I no, wanted to kill everybody Because I
0: came to work the week before with COVID and gave it to you. Yeah, and exactly. I appreciate <laughs> you not telling people that. <laughs> I gave it to Laura. I gave right. it to you. I'm, a, I'm an equal opportunity well, distributor.
1: Well, but here's a you know, it's so kind of, I guess... I the, took negative tests too, by the way. Right. I took three COVID tests last week. Negative, 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 negative. And the, the new kind of uh, recommendation... Is that even if you do get the negative antigen test, you should probably get a different kind of test, or you should probably see, you know, we're not doing the 10 day, 14 day quarantine thing anymore, which is great. No, we can't do
0: that. Well, and hey,
1: go get boosted, because guess who was the least sick in this room? Me. Seriously, yeah, right.
0: Me. Yeah, well, at least
1: I don't have demon squids in my blood, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) One guy!
0: (laughs) One guy got a demon squid!
1: (laughs) And at least my heart's not going to explode, Laura. Yeah, but your (laughs) hand's (laughs) puffed up, though, right? Right. Are you boosted? I'm not boosted, but and we Laura, will. We're ready? gonna have Doctor Z on tomorrow because my hands, uh, there's a, a weird side effect of of COVID that can happen to some people, and I had it on Saturday. I
0: had never heard of this one before, yeah, and so. so and
1: I've got photo evidence of it. And Doctor Z is gonna come on. We're gonna talk about it tomorrow. We'll come Let's to put that on our Twitter. Oh, it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack's hands felt like two balloons. Eight eight eight. See the Pink Floyd song. Nine seven three five four seven six. You wanna ask us a question? Now is the time to ask it because we shall answer it at the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line again.
0: There are no stupid questions. Only
1: stupid answers. No stupid questions. It's time where we get to speak to the listeners of this fine radio program directly. And they ask us questions. 888-973-5476. Someone, what happened to Bob the Barbie? I don't remember that, that anecdote. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember. Do you, Lord, did, did, did I, is that it? anybody, Andrew, anybody remember that anecdote? That Bob person, the Barbie. Yeah. That's going to have to be a little bit more, uh, it's going to be a little bit. I'm sure that's a, maybe a John Curley thing. I don't know. Is that it? Andrew? You're not, Andrew. that doesn't matter. Uh, Brian <laughs> in Marysville. Can a 77 year old be critical of someone as being an old president seems a little hypocritical. Yeah, that's the thing. So we were talking about Trump earlier and his general tactic against Joe Biden, which will be Joe Biden old. And then he will say a bunch of lies about Joe Biden in terms of Joe Biden country going bad, which in some ways you could say, yeah, there are some serious issues with the border some serious issues with. Supply chain that is taking a very long time to get fixed. Okay. And then on the flip side of that, you would say, yeah, but that infrastructure bill is like really, really good. And the Chips and Sciences Act is like really, really good because Taiwan is holding an election, which may be one of the most important elections of our lifetime, in which there is one party which is vying for control, which is a little bit friendlier to China. Now, the largest microchip uh, uh, production in the world, the most, comes from Taiwan. And that, those microchips we use in all of our military weaponry. So can you imagine if we continue to solely get our supply of these microchips from Taiwan, and then they have a government which is friendly to China, and they sell them those same microchips? That is bad news bears. Joe Biden's administration knew that in advance, and so that's why they decided to bring that production to the United States, giving 50,000 jobs to American workers over the course of the next four years. That is a good America first policy, and I am behind it. Uh, Hasn't the capital gains law been voted down by the people three times in the past? Yes, and I think it's going to be voted down again. It's the same thing with the income tax. Every time it comes up, it gets voted down. It does. Inslee tried to sneak it in, and it uh, it didn't really work out uh, so well. So, Goodfellas says, warning to all listeners... I had two cardboard containers of Polar Brand Lime Seltzer and Cascade Ice Organic Pomegranate Mango Sparkling Water in the trunk of my car. This is very specific. Mm -hmm. They're
0: great brands,
1: though. I like both of those flavors. That's good stuff. They, They froze and exploded. The tops of the cans came off, and all the contents made my trunk look like a frosty iceberg full of solid, whitish frost like the old refrigerators used to get before frostless. What a mess. I had papers in my trunk, and... My grab-and-go emergency backpack. That's not a question. That's a statement. Did I? Did it ever? Do you guys ever pull a prank on anybody? Did I ever tell you guys about the best prank I ever pulled on anybody? No. So my friend Will, he's a he wasn't very bright young man, and he uh, he, he drove like a 1992 Toyota Corolla with two donut wheels because he never <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he wasn't very bright. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. And he had a bumper sticker on it that said, I'm a legend in my own bedroom, which is kind of sad. So well, actually, that's
0: what called a warning label to other so, ladies, so, the ladies in his life.
1: <laughs> so Will, at one point in time, tried to get his trunk open. And he, because he was not very bright, he broke the key off in the trunk to get it open. And so his trunk was permanently sealed. Oh. And so for whatever reason, one night I was working in a movie theater at the time, and I thought that it would be really funny to take all the popcorn that we threw out at the end of the night <clears throat> okay. and take it over to Will's house so we could all eat popcorn. I thought that would be funny. But then I was, as I was walking up towards Will's car, I thought, you know what would be even funnier? is if I put this bag in his trunk, meaning I took his back seats down Uh and then I stuffed this gigantic bag of popcorn in Will's trunk and then closed it again because Will doesn't know that you can access the back of his Corolla through the back seats because he's not very bright. He drove around with probably, I don't know, two... You know, massive bags, garbage bag full of, pop- of popcorn, <laughs> and as we were shoving them in, by the way, we we accidentally ripped them open. It's so loose popcorn. Uh, loose popcorn, and so for weeks he drove around thinking that his car just smelled like popcorn. <laughs> Later, <laughs> he would call me. This is in the summertime. He would call me and he would say, Jack. You'll never believe what happened. I said, what? He said, I finally got my trunk open. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I must have left like some popcorn in the back because it's so hot that it all popped. It popped. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you said. It's amazing. You should I call the news. I didn't have the heart to tell him because he was such a simpleton <laughs> that we had pulled that prank on him. So Once s- ago. So still to this day, he tells people, man, it's not that hot. Back in my day, it got so hot. <laughs> I had popcorn in my trunk and it popped the popcorn in my Corolla.
0: You take it out and you, you fry an egg in the kitchen and then go throw it on the sidewalk on a 72 degree day. <laughs>
1: that hot. All right. Uh, we shall take a very quick break. And uh, oh, this person wants, okay. This person wants me to adopt that cat. I'll look into adopting that cat. That's a nice thing. John Curley's coming up next. Going to be talking with John about the freezing weather over the weekend interesting piece in the seattle times should seattle remove encampments answer pretty much yes but then maybe no and even starting at over a hundred thousand dollars fewer people want this job we'll talk about it when we get back right after this